Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast with a, a special announcement. There we go. Uh, joining me today, uh, as usual, Jamie and Jody. Good to see you too. How are you both doing today? Good, oh. thank you. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Glad to be here. Um, excited to hear what you've got to share with the world, Chris. I've, I mean, I haven't been on the Discord lately, so I'm actually none the wiser at the moment. I've brought some popcorn. Wow, so this is this is coming as a surprise to you, is it? Absolutely, all completely fresh. First time I'm hearing of any of it. Wow, okay. Well, yes, there is a Super Show update, but we will also be doing a normal podcast in addition to the uh, the news. So the news with the news? The Super Show news with the gaming news. But before I get started, we are obviously available on all major podcasting platforms of your choice. For how long, who knows? Um, I'm talking about Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or you can catch us, hopefully, like you're doing right now, uh, on YouTube for a live show. And again, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Also, repeated Thursdays at 10 p.m. at paisleyradio.com, the finest uh, internet radio purveyors that uh, that's out there. Um, so, fellas, no beating around the bush, I guess. Let's just jump into it. Um, I am going to take a indefinite break from the super show probably saying it like that makes a bit of sense takes the sting out i guess yeah um indefinite is always weird to me because indefinite always makes me think like that means forever but it just means uh, an indeterminate length of time so i'm the same and you know what like this is how gaming has touched all of our lives because if it wasn't for gaming i wouldn't have understood the actual meaning of it but if i was some like my fucking dumbass self in high school writing an essay and i was like yeah forever indefinite i'd be like wrong so there it goes you learn something every day um yeah uh a, a number of reasons i can delve into some of them and then maybe i can have a look at some of the chat seeing as we are live on youtube uh everybody so um it's something that i've been wrestling with for a while now uh multiple reasons i guess as as is no surprise to anyone like our output on patreon has come crawl to slow um we've been quite inconsistent especially this year in terms of when we are outputting um our podcast and you know I'll, I'll put my hands up and say majority of that time is probably been down to me with those delays um and i do apologize i think what's happened is kind of between work and family um uh, for all of us really it's been more and more difficult to kind of synchronize ourselves. And I've just been, haven't been in a very good headspace uh, as of late. And uh, not that it's all on the super show. It's obviously like personal stuff as well. But yeah, like, I think it's just, it's just time for me to just take a break. I think um, as hard as that may be, I don't want to leave the super show, but I know that like every time I've been recording the podcast, it's just, it's it's been a big drain on me um you know and before the podcast happens i'm just kind of like a little bit down about it a little bit very low energy but when the podcast comes i'm able to you know switch on as i do um and for the most part it kind of works out uh but then after we you know switch off the mic and switch off the cameras then it's just kind of like crash back down again um and i need a break is this goodbye forever i i honestly do not know. I hope not. Um, I will always try to come back as and when, maybe as a guest, 
maybe as a triumphant return, as long as these jokers would have me back. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the update. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to jump in your thoughts or uh, what you, or should we maybe talk about like what we think is going to happen from this point on? I jo- I will jump in and say. I didn't realize that it was going to feel as real as that as when you like <laughs> we read about like other people leaving shows and podcasts and I think of our little podcast as not being that you know ah, it's just a little bit of fun that we have like every week and stuff but Jesus I feel like I was part of like giant bomb or something like you know and this but it's weird because what you you said to us obviously about oh you know I think this is going to happen and then yeah and then obviously but when you say it like that it makes me think like I'm never seeing Chris again which is bollocks. I'll see. Oh, I know. I know. See you I know. The time. But, but like the, the the thing is, like, I, like, I, you, you got to be a little bit serious about it, right? Like, I can't just be like super Joe. No, you. I, oh, yeah. Really. Sorry, fuckers. I'm out of here. See ya. You know, like, I, no, I, I, I kind of. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I mean, I'm saying myself. my. I think my my brain, my where I was at in my head was wrong. I was kind of thinking I hadn't really accepted it being that big a thing yet. And then you said it and I'm like, oh, Jesus. No, it actually is. Yeah. Like Chris is literally stepping hey, away. Hey, bro, 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 focus. This is real shit. Yeah. This is this is a fucking shack with his eyes open, okay? This is what it is. Yeah. There's no sleeping, yeah. Real shit. I, I think <laughs> it feels like as real as it does, as heavy as it does, because we actually just did such a good lo- uh, job of keeping everything consistent for so long, right? Like... We were a, for the most part, I, know, I, I think like uh, to, to do a weekly podcast uh, for three years, I think is a, is pretty good going when you're it's three, you know, yeah. yeah, like three people living in you know, different parts of admittedly the, the same country, um, but like on completely different schedules, different jobs, different family and life situations. And then also it's just coincided with just amongst the weirdest three years that any of us have experienced on this planet for a number of different reasons. Yeah. And yeah. like we didn't know that that was any of that was going to happen when we started this. It was not by much, but we only had a few months of uh, a grace period before the world imploded. But yeah, like it's it's it, you know as much as uh, you talk about listening to a podcast becoming a part of someone's schedule, recording a podcast becomes just as much a part of your schedule, which is why it feels weird to kind of not immediately know um, what the future of that holds. But yeah, like. Chris Jonesy and I know that we've been talking about things like this behind the scenes for months now, and this isn't a decision that you've taken lightly. Far from it. Yeah, um, yeah. And that when something comes up as much as this came up, that it's the right thing to do. You know, it's like when my parents got divorced. Like, um, Jesus, going to go there, yeah. But <laughs> they're both they're both happier now, apart from my mum. Obviously, rest in peace. She did kill herself six weeks what? after the divorce. No, I'm joking. Well, okay. Uh, unrelated. But yeah, like, I, I just, it, that's it, right? Like, I, I never wanted it to get to a point where I would start resenting having to record the Super Show. Like, that hasn't happened. Um, but I did feel that, like, if the, the longer I pushed it, that, that was a strong possibility. Um, you know, and like I said, like, the, the door's always open. I know what's going to happen, fellas. Like, in, in two weeks' time, I'm going to be like, Oh, I miss the super show. I want to come back, and then I'll come groveling and you know, hand jobs in in tow and, <laughs> and try and get you guys to accept me. But um, yeah, it's not an easy decision. And although I am looking forward to being removed from the process and just enjoying the super show podcast as a fan. Well, so, so yeah. Well, well, one thing I should say is, um, so 
we've uh, for Patreons who are listening, um, we've paused yeah. the Patreon for the um, uh, for April. So and whilst Jamie and I sort of work out where we're at, what the Super Show looks like going forward, what what that means for the channel and etc. Um, and we will keep you all posted as we know more because at the moment we don't. It's like, it's, although like Chris said, we've been discussing this for sort of a, a while. Um, we need to like figure out, yeah, where everything's going to go from here and what that looks like moving forward. So we will keep you posted yeah. as we know. I think it's probably worth saying that we had lots of ideas um, on like how to shake up the Super Show, uh, whether that included me or excluded me, like that. There, there are ideas on the table. It's just a case of, I guess, you guys kind of sifting through them and deciding what you want. Yeah. Um, and hopefully things will be easier having to kind of synchronize between two people instead of three people. Yeah. You know, in theory, I'm always, theory. if I've got the time, I'm always willing to come back as a guest, fellas. Well, the, the just, just not on a weekly basis, need, yeah, because then that's not changing anything. We like don't need guests, Chris, where we're going. That's the thing. Like, totally <laughs> like kicking up some, yeah. some big old, no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, like Josie said, like we we just don't know what uh, the future holds right now. And while that is the case, it uh, doesn't make sense to continue to be a Patreon supported podcast when you are both a not the podcast you were yesterday, and b yeah. not even sure what the podcast will be if it continues to be in the future. So hopefully, um, there being uh, nothing happening uh, movement money wise uh, over the next month or so, and that allows people time to kind of figure out where they stand with the, with the super show and us time to figure out where we stand with it and, and make sure those plans are at least communicated before, um, anything continues or ceases entirely. Um, yeah, we'll see. Ah, yeah. Um, should we have a look at some of the chat then? Uh, <laughs> Ben Smith, I'm in the middle of a nap, but I'll watch the, the VOD later. Looking forward to whatever the update is. Yikes. Uh, sorry, Ben, I, I do apologize. Um, uh, uh, Shellshock just wants to know if you've been playing Warzone 2.0, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, it's actually how I've been coping with all of this. Is just uh, just wow, can't. You so I've been driving you to Warzone 2. That's it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I do apologize for that. Um, RFJM0 just saw Chris's message on Discord. Heartbroken. I'm sorry. Um, Brandon Christian, what up? <laughs> I love the kind of disconnect sometimes. It does make me chuckle. Um, Shell shock, God, this takes me back three and a half years watching your stream while I work. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, those those streams were some of the uh those ATG play streams were definitely one of the highlights um of the super show. Funnily enough, especially towards the end there where we just kind of said, Well, fuck it, we'll just only do streaming. Uh and we let our hair down a bit. I, let, let loose. I never liked them. I never really liked the live streams. I don't know. I always found them like a little bit stressful and a little bit annoying. And it was, was a, I much preferred the Let's Plays. Like they were much more fun to like sit and, and do the, but they were more of a pain in the ass and it took longer to do. To be fair, so. Yeah. I, I, I think there's value to, to both of them though, right? Like, oh, um, absolutely. I definitely, was, yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed kind of crafting the idea of the Let's Play, like overcoming the issues and trying to condense like a two hour play into, I don't know, whatever we did, like 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, but yeah, then on the other hand, like I, I, there was something about that consistency, especially towards the end of what we're doing of like streaming and um, whether it was all of us or maybe Jamie was down there trying to shoot red lights on a drone and we were just like ripping him from upstairs on mm. the chat. Like, you should like, that was, uh, that was funny. Know. That was good. You know? Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Sniffle, Snifflebox says, easy clickbait. That come back and forth every few weeks for this. Chris is back and Chris is leaving titles twice a month. Not a bad idea, you know? Yeah. I already it's like, knows. It's sort of <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it's like those going out of out of business sales that you see on the on the high street. And it's what like, is, oh, it is it DFS? Yeah, like that. Always got a sale on. Yeah, seventy percent off the Patreon. Everything must go. <laughs> um, and I've yeah. already pitched the guys on the idea that if and when Chris does return in some form, that we will put it behind like a, the highest price tier possible on Patreon. Like, if you want to hear Chris again, it's going to cost fifty dollars a month. It's going to cost you. I don't. I don't yeah. I'm cheap. This is business. Listen, this this leads me on to my next point. The the reason, the real reason, why I'm leaving the Super Show. Uh, I'm starting my own OnlyFans, and uh, <laughs> if you want to, nah, nah. Uh, if only it were that simple. If I if I was guaranteed money, I'd be like, yeah, I'd do fucking OnlyFans. Spe- speaking I, of speaking of sexy boys who could do OnlyFans, a uh, friend of the show, oh. Sam Richards, is in chat. Um, oh shit! Has just said, uh, however, the Super Show proceeds. Best of luck to all you kings. Um, don't oh. don't sign off too quick, Sam. You may be getting a call at some point in the future to come and fill a well, uh, <laughs> yeah. a rotating chair. Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, well, maybe that's what the Super Show needs. You know, is that rotating chair? Uh, we never really had a focus on guests, did we? You know, um, I think in the past we've had Martin and we've had Steph, but that's about Sam's it. Been so, but, oh, Sam, Sam's Sam has on, yeah, Sam's yeah. been before. The only reason I don't know that, Sam, I, I do not take offense, is because you often filled in for me when I was in Greece. I do remember this now. So, yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's, you know, the, the jolt up the anus that uh, the Super Show needed, you know? A little bit of a butt plug action. Who knows? Um, I, I was going to say as well, Sniffle, uh, Sniffle Blocks in the chat said, well, what will happen to Patreon-exclusive videos? Um I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you two, but we don't have any plans to make any of the content we've made, past, present, or future, like unavailable to anyone. No. Unlike ATG, no. like we own everything wholesale. It's not going to go. <laughs> it's not going to go away again. It's not going to be another disappearing act. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah, um, none, of that, none of that will go anywhere or move or anything. Yeah, I, uh, it, it'll either stay on the Patreon, and I, I guess it, it depends on what you guys want to do going forward. Yeah, but <clears throat> at the very worst, it'll stay behind that Patreon paywall. At the very best, I guess, just make it free, and anyone could access. Yeah, you know. So yeah, no, nothing, nothing will ever go. Um, the podcast is obviously, you know, in whatever capacity it continues, or if it changes away from a podcast and the Super Show becomes a different entity entirely, all that stuff is still going to be on the podcasting platforms of your choice. And talking to Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, all of those good things. Uh, but yeah, there we go. We're moving. Um, this is where I'm going to announce that Jamie doesn't even know this. We're mo- we're moving to a pure gaming ASMR uh, YouTube channel. Oh, so, wow! That yeah. get, get, get ready for it. It's only broadcast on Paisley Radio. So um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, on those Thursdays at 10 p.m., folks. <laughs> but hey, uh, I a, a word of warning to um, fans of the Super Show post me. Get ready for some wild shit because I was the fucking wall holding back all the crazy ideas. And Josie's gonna go absolutely mental. He's gonna you're gonna see documentaries on him making his own double jump boots and uh You remember double jump boots? I fucking love you for that. Mate, that is I'm there gonna happen one day. Double jump boots. Trust me. Yeah. Josie's gonna defy uh the laws of physics um on the Super Show podcast. Put this podcast on a map, Alex Jones. 
I've got a feeling we might have, we might have another announcement to make next week. <laughs> it's just going to be me talking about double jump boots soon. <laughs> whiteboard, whiteboard in the background. Uh, oh my god! Right, but fellas, if I can uh, take you back to the Patreon, obviously we do have people who did pledge uh, for this month, and we are eternally grateful. It did help the lights stay on. Um, no longer for me, but there we go. Um, and I do have some names to read out right now. So, uh, Alex Jones, if you are ready, I will start reading out some names because I am, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brimstone, Cole K, Davnat Coburn, I Snort Rock Salt, Jesper Camdahl Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Pastors Guild, and then, of course, the big boys, Bretzi, aka Shellshock, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel Guerrero, and Peaswad. Thank you all so much for supporting us uh, through the years, and hopefully you could support these two jokers as they continue to flounder the uh, the internet airwaves. I, I, I don't really know what, how, how to. We you know, we don't know either, Chris. So you know, it's it's a feelings mutual. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say about uh, my departure is. I'm sorry if I've uh, spoiled anyone's day. It's really not my intention. Um, and I do hope to kind of keep in touch with all of you. I will still be on the Discord, so feel free to at me at any time. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter at any time. And yeah, you know, um, long live the super show. Ah, well, fellas, um, I guess now is it. And if there's anything else you want to say about the situation, now might be a good time to uh, see what you've been doing the past two weeks. Hey. I'm down for that. All right. Well, then let's start with you, uh, Jamie. What have you been playing? Oh. What have you been up to? Other than crying yourself to sleep each night with the knowledge of what was about to go down. Just playing video games, really. I'm not sure. It's pretty fab a new invention they've come out with these. these hip <laughs> you may have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but playing video games. Uh, I'll rattle off a few just because two weeks uh, is enough time to play a lot of things. When you are fat, single, and lonely. Um, hey, hey. Um, uh, and I, I don't want to bore you. I, I, don't, I don't know. Why don't get raw? You've opened up. Chris, I'll open up too. Not okay. Why, is um, this therapy? Should, should we just start? Like, maybe I should stay. And we just keep it. We just rebrand as like super therapy. Um, and each week we invite people on to, uh, you know, to, to kind of spill their guts. And then we just berate them. And then that might be the show. I think if like Jonesy and I ended up being therapists, we'd be this unique brand of therapist where the only kind of therapy you could go to in the world where you come out worse off. Um, actually, no, there's two options. Either A, you come out worse off than you went in, or B, it's the most effective therapy you've ever had in, the, in your in your life because you realize how much of a better human being you are than the people you're stood in front of. You actually get a real I, big I, ego boost out of it. I've got, I've got the name. That I've got, guy. <clears throat> I've got the name of your podcast, okay? Yeah. Therapist. Like, pissed off? Ooh. Oh, there we go. There um, we go. We've had a suggestion in chat, which I'm immediately rejecting. We've said time and time again, we're not having anything that starts like this. SS therapy waffle. No shell shock. SS, we're not doing it. We need to just go. Just stay. Uh, yep, it's not good. It's not good. We need to stay away from uh, <laughs> SS branding of it. Yeah. Where possible, any any real association with the, with the Nazi regime is one that we try to <laughs> distance ourselves from, and that is now to be discouraged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The YouTube uh, listener, what? 
on Reddit. Oh, that's all on you, fellas. I don't have to worry about that. Well, actually, I wanted to get the YouTube's attention because I think it's really important that they hear me talk about Shia, um, which yeah, actually... Is that how you say it? Do you know what I mean? Is it a silent T? I'm rocking with the silent, the silent T, yeah. I don't know. Well, the thing is, there's no apostrophe. So you either have to, like, roll with the silent T and go Chia, or you have to go full-on Tachia, which just makes you sound like like an English person in, in, in like in Portugal at a resort trying to order off a menu. <laughs> I'll have the Tachia. It's like, well, wow. We're, wow. we're better than that. We're, we're some more sophisticated gaming podcast. Um, and Chia is not a particularly uh, sophisticated game, but it's uh, not trying to be. Uh, and that's for the yeah. best. And it uh, largely succeeds at everything it's trying to do. Um, oh, can, can you set the scene for those who don't know? Because, um, I mean, I, I haven't played it. I've seen the trailers. And it yeah. seems like like Wind Waker aesthetic-ish uh, meets uh, Super Mario Odyssey mechanics. Yeah. Do you know what? It, it's, it's, you're right. It's a very interesting mix of, I'd say, Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild. And there is definitely some Super Mario Odyssey in there as well. Uh, so you play as a young girl on the uh, well. It's kind of like a fictional island based on the real world, a real world location called New Caledonia, which I believe is an island off the sure. coast of New Zealand. Um, at least some portion of the development team were from there, and it's clear that they're very fat, passionate about the fact that they grew up there and they've implemented as many different. Uh, elements of that culture into the game as possible from the music to even the food and the language and so on and so forth and that stuff lends the game a real kind of authenticity and a real charm uh you play as uh the young girl called Chia, that's her name who yeah basically sets off on an adventure to i'm gonna say rescue her father under very odd and slightly mysterious circumstances um and that adventure from the handful of hours that i've played largely involves her exploring various islands um and helping the locals usually as a form of like a kind of a trade there's this part of uh new caledonian culture where if you want something from someone even to sit down for a conversation you kind of have to bring them an offering of sorts and so she has to do a lot of like collecting and finding things that people need you find one sort of like local sort of indigenous uh, village and tribe that need white clay because they want to do like a face painting ceremony uh, like, and then, I would like it if people did that to me and they bought me a biscuit at work every time they needed my help they came with a biscuit honestly it would be a nice system right it would be good like you have to bring something and put it in front of me on my desk if you want a meeting or a one to one or and it, just some advice yeah and if it was like a really important thing they maybe bring a muffin to like just mm. level it up Wait, can you can you re can you reject it? Can you be like um, do you like Dennis Reynolds? Like Dennis Reynolds, pick up a plate and just fucking chuck it. Get the fuck away, there, you know? Yeah, I think you must be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like I I'd, I'd like to think so because you can get a shit offering. Like if I came to you, Chris, with like a I don't know, like a I have a good example now, like an empty crisp packet. I'd be like, well, oh, what are we doing? What are we custard doing? cream? If someone came at me with a custard cream. And they wanted like help with something. I'm like, have you just spat in my face by giving me this? Custard? There's nothing wrong with the custard cream. Hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, come on. Oh, this is this is why I'm leaving. By the way, this is why I can't handle this shit. I've had like three years, actually a lot more if you take ATG as well. I've just had enough of it, really. Custard cream, bourbons, every other biscuit. So that goes. No, see, bourbons are FT, right? But custard creams are yeah. 
Custard creams yeah. are a very nice bicky. Custard creams are a bourbon that couldn't afford the chocolate. No, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. The chocolate's the generic version, and the custard cream's the heightened one. This is Actually, I'm starting to think people might be able to... Do you know what? Like, let's not talk about the differences between the custard creams and yeah. whether or not there's a class... In, um, at, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I was cheer, say, cheer pets. Yeah, yeah cheer me- pets. mechanically is where some of those uh, Legend of Zelda and Super Mario influences uh, become a bit more uh, evident because as you're running around the island, uh, first of all, there's Breath of the Wild style a traversal. So you can climb anything, but a little stamina meter pops up that slowly drains, and you could jump off anything because you have a, a glider that also slowly drains your stamina, and you're finding ways to increase your stamina. There are also these little uh, sort of temples that you can unlock and go in and complete certain tasks within them to get big boosts to your ability to use your spirit meter, which is where the uh, Super Mario Odyssey stuff comes in, because essentially you can possess anything in the game, from animals to inanimate objects, fish, birds, insects. Uh, there's a whole list of uh, uh, fauna that you can uh, take oh. control of and use in various ways, whether you want to uh, I don't know, sprint across the map as a deer for some reason, or I don't know, when you possess a crab, you can use its uh, pinches to like break chains and unlock treasures. Uh, there's a lot of collectibles. Uh-huh. There's a lot of customization items. It's really just a game about how, do, how, how about we pair various mechanics from some popular Mario franchises <laughs> and sort of encourage people to go wild and explore a very lush and very pretty island courtesy of what is quite an eye-catching uh, art style. Not the most, like, pretty game up close in terms of character models and so on and so forth, but the art style is is, is definitely pretty lush. Um, and, it, and it works. It all comes together. I'm playing it because it was free as a part of PlayStation Plus Extra, the middle tier right, okay. where you get access to the game catalog, so not the monthly games. Um, and that that, that 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 felt like a great way to play it for me because I think it's about 25 quid uh, wholesale, which, I don't know, there's a lot out at the moment. Um, but yeah, uh, very positive uh, feelings on Cheer. Um, okay. uh, for, for getting the competition, do you think that £25 is a justified purchase for that kind of game? If it's your cup of tea, then absolutely, because I think that there's uh, a fair amount to it. Like, it doesn't seem particularly short. I think that this yeah. could be like an eight eight to ten hour game if you want it to be, which, you know, for for an independent yeah. developer. And that's, like, there's a lot of exploring to do. There's a lot of collectibles to find. Um, and when I look at that trophy list, I'm like, yeah, there's, there's shit to dig into here if you get into this game. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely recommend it if it's anyone's cup of tea. If you don't like, it's been at the, uh, a couple of state of plays, so people might already yeah. have a memory of it in the back of their mind and just need refreshing, or maybe this refresh their memory. I don't know, but yeah, it's good, decent. Um, I'll also just say because I know I talked about the demo the other week, but the full retail version of Resident Evil 4 has obviously now come out, and that is also um, as good as we anticipated it would be uh, based on that, you know, that demo of the 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 opening. Uh, sequence of events in the in the village area um i'm very much enjoying playing through that i'm on i've just done like chapter six so i'm moving into the castle um and yeah uh funnily enough the resident evil 4 remake is a well done remake of a very good game resulting in it itself being a very good game yeah um fair enough man uh one of the perks i'm looking forward to uh, not having to worry about recording the podcast further than this maybe i can get back to gaming at some point it, it was it was stressful for me, fellas, coming up every week and just being like, "So, what have you played this week, Chris?" Uh, 
Um, would you believe nothing? <laughs> so uh, maybe I can get some more gaming under. Maybe that's what I got to do. I just got to go away, play a bunch of games that I can talk about it enough, and then come back for a visit and be like, "Hey guys, this is what I've played." Bam, 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 and then I'll fuck off again yeah. for a few months. Uh, maybe that's just how I got to do it. Then that's your homework. You'll go away for six months to play finally games. complete one game, and you can come back then. Nice. Uh, so, see you in three years' time because that—that's my track record. Um, yeah. Wait, uh, no, sorry, but if it's Elden Ring, maybe let's call it four or five years. I just want to be careful. I'm getting there. I'm getting oh, there. Like I, you're getting there on Sekiro. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm get, the, the problem is, okay, as you know, the the tragedy of being a gamer um, with money um, to spend on games uh, is that you just want to play everything. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll, I think this is where I'll jump in and just talk about a few games that uh, I've been playing before we get to you, Jonesy. Um, so a few things. I've gotten back into Dead Cells for some God knows why reason. Uh, well, I actually know why. Uh, because every I, reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got access to the um, Castlevania DLC. Um, and I mean, I fucking love Dead Cells and any excuse to kind of jump back in has been great. It's been a long time. Uh, since I was back, I think I only the last time I jumped in was the second DLC expansion pack, which is I can't even remember like the fucking Dawn of the Giants or some shit. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, Dead Cells is just it's so on point, man, and it, it's surprising how far ahead of a lot of its contemporaries it is, uh, especially for a game that like God, I even know how old it is now, like four years old. Oh damn! Uh... Like like we were playing it at. It's got to be older than that, hasn't it? It's got to be like, uh, I'd say maybe like six. Uh, also, bear in mind, I, I did the early access as well, like as soon as it was announced. Uh, five. 2018? Yeah. Five, 2018. Came out in 2018. Yeah, yeah. So I probably had it from like 2017 even, uh, you know, because I'm hipster like that and I was craftful. Uh, but yeah, Dead, uh, Dead Soul is fucking amazing. The Castlevania DLC, it's it's that perfect blend of more dead cells, so more weapons, enemy variety, etc. Um, and just a healthy dose of nostalgia, especially for me, like, I, I fondly remember those kind of, like, NES Castlevanias, so it's nice to see. Uh, the other thing is, I, I jumped back into, uh, we could discuss some of this a little bit later as well, but I did jump back into um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, because I still haven't finished it. <laughs> Uh, but I have been making progress, and I am now finally headed to Hyrule Castle. Uh, I'm in the end game, baby. Wait, is this so, the same thing of like you have to finish Breath of the Wild before Tears of the Kingdom comes out? I, I don't think I have to. I, I did kind of want to though, um, especially because like I've been quite apprehensive on Tears of the Kingdom. But we'll get into that when we discuss the uh, gameplay that they released a little bit later. Um, and then the only other thing that I want to talk about, which, Jamie, I think you can chime in on this as well, is I played the Diablo 4 open beta. Um, not for very long, granted, maybe like three hours. Uh, I got to the main hub city of Kiavashad or whatever it's fucking called. Um, and I was picking up a lot of what Diablo 4 was putting down. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun. It felt very Diablo. Um, it didn't feel very Diablo 3, but it did feel very Diablo 1 and 2, which I am down for. Um, I liked it, man. Like, just a good, solid Diablo game. I hope they don't bonk us over the head with, like, stupid fucking microtransi 
microtransactions and all of that shit. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. What, what was your take on it, Jamie? Microtransactions, that's when you move from one area <laughs> to another very, very quickly. Yeah. No, you know, I, I've still got a fucking work on my mind, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking, if I start call, calling something else like uh, motion graphic templates or mogits, you know I've lost the plot, so there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 hear, I hear you. It's like the Tetris effect of being an editor is you just start saying uh, <laughs> microtransitions, but you don't mean to. Uh, but yeah, I, like my, I, I have a weird thing with Diablo because I didn't play Diablo 1 or 2, um, and I know, Chris, you were like massive into Diablo 2. And so for me, I ended up just like coming to Diablo 3 very late, playing it for in the tens of hours rather than hundreds and having a good, uh, you know, looting experience. And yeah. um, so... I never really have been able to get into the weeds with a Diablo game. I don't know if that will uh, happen for the first time with four, but I very much liked everything I played. You know, I I uh, tried both the uh, barbarian and the uh, the sorcerer. Just kind of nice. uh, did a bit of experimenting with both. Got one to level ten, the other to level twenty, and yeah, like I, I didn't think that the story content that was there was particularly interesting, even though they're trying to up their game with you know. Uh, like more advanced cutscene tech and uh, so on. Yeah. Oh, so so on that, just to, to mm. interrupt slightly. Um, like looking at the forums and the and the subreddits, like people are fucking up in arms. And to me, I'm just kind of like, Diablo always had a a fairly cool story, but it was also always like a little bit like, it's very tropey. Um, it's very it's kind of a na- a bit naff. It, it's almost like complaining that you didn't like the. story the dialogue in Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's a secondary consideration. Hang on, people definitely yeah. do that. No, no, but yeah, no, I know, but it's like that's pointless to me because Star Wars dialogue has always been fucking stilted and and cheesy and corny. But that's just kind of what Star Wars is, and it's like why are you complaining about something that is the essence of what that is? Do you know what I mean? Um, you know. Okay, so the story's a bit naff. All right, fine, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Like, but, but does it feel good when you're smashing skeletons with a mace or, um, you know, killing fucking imps and shit like that? Yeah, it does. And does it feel, do you get a, a, a tiny little pop of fucking endorphin when you um pick up a, a, a blue loot, a, 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 you know, a legendary? Yeah, of course you do. Like, how? Yeah, much. It, 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 there isn't really a, a high bar to be set for at least Blizzard making a decent ARPG. Like, other than, you know, Diablo Immortal and this fucking milk our, um, our fan base for all it's worth. As someone who didn't play 1 and 2, who played 3 and found it wanting, do you think yeah. I should give Diablo 4 a go? Yeah, I I, I think so. Like, it, it, it does, it, it is different to Diablo 3. I think Diablo 3 had a lot of problems, especially out of the gate, that they kind of massaged and changed and adapted. But effectively, what they were doing is they were, you know, put, putting makeup on a pig, for, for lack of a better word. And I, I think Diablo 4 feels more in line with what Diablo 2 was, which is like, that was, that was like my dream game back in the day, you know. Um, it, it is worth a shot. There, there is... A, a fly in that ointment, though, because they're not going to have another open beta. Uh, when they release the game, it is not going to be free on Game Pass. It's going to be a paid title. So it's a question of whether you want to jump into that or not. Mm. 
Um, but hey, yeah. maybe, you know, uh, just because I'm leaving the pod doesn't mean I'm never going to see you guys. Maybe we meet up somewhere. If you guys come over to my house, then, you know, you could try it out. Have, have a little Make blast. Decision. Mm, exactly. I've got custard yeah. creams on my desk. And we'll <laughs> yeah. Hey, fellas, I, I'll, I'm going to be a free agent. And um, Amnestus was asking, so shout out Amnestus, uh, that if I have time for gaming, maybe I'll have time for streaming. Um, and it's possible if I'm, you know, if I'm just hanging about and timing works wow. out. Oh, it's an anime betrayals, right, Jersey? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm fully anticipating the streaming and his own podcast launches in the next two weeks. Uh, uh, no way, it's not, like, not going to happen. Um, I, I would like to get back to streaming. That is one of my goals, but it's not anything that's kind of a plan. Uh, although, I will be waiting for you guys to start your podcast just before I hit record on my stream because I, 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 I want that competition. Competition is healthy. And uh, yeah, yeah, fuck you guys. Nah. Um, no, yeah, so, so maybe, you know, maybe I'll stream some Diablo when it comes out. Hopefully there'll be enough time for me to get my ducks in a row that I could do some impromptu streaming. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I liked it, man. Diablo 4. It's cool. Yeah. You, you know what? You know what annoyed me about Diablo 4, though? Um, it's just, you know that, like, sick trailer that they released, that cinematic trailer, and it had, like, Lilith being um, the big bad kind of being uh, summoned, I guess, for lack of a better word, and she was... Yeah, they were, like, the, in the, yeah. the start of the beta, yeah. Yeah, right. And, and you know, like, she comes out and she's all, like, she's like a blood sack, effectively. Mm. And when I first saw that, I thought that was her actual fucking design, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like... Yes, they, they're doing something really weird and out there, and it's sick. And no, that was just like her summoned form, and then she crystallized into a proper body with white skin and bones and shit. And I was like, that's actually like, it's a little bit weak, a little bit... You wanted them to go a little, a little bit, bit more edgy with the blood sack. Yeah, the blood sack was sick, dude. Like, she was a, like a, a fully formed, voluptuous lady, but you could like see through her skin into her like blood and organs and bones, and I thought that was pretty fucking... That was a really sick look, and it was like intimidating. And I look at her and I'm like, yeah, whatever. whatever. Chris out here wishing he still had an umbilical cord. This is like some weird, like <laughs> fetus fetish shit. Like, let's hey, not let's just, not kink shame Chris's uh, umbilical cord fetish. Translucent skin and covered in blood. Like, oh yeah. So, so sign up to my uh, my my only. Oh no, don't umbilical fucker. Jesus Christ. He's, no, don't eat it. Fuck it. Don't eat it. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, but that's that's me in a in a in a gaming nutshell. Jonesy, I I see a I I see a word there. I see two words there that, when put together, mean something. So, why don't you tell me what you've been playing? Oh, yeah, I will briefly touch on this, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is because I have finished a game which oh. doesn't happen all the time for me. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I have managed to put away. Um, it was good. Do you know how long it took you? Do you know how long uh, it took you? So I'm... One of the reasons I rarely finish games, especially open world games, is because I am terrible at doing all the side content and doing like collectibles and just like getting stuck into all that and not finishing games as quickly as I could. And then often not finishing. Right. Um, I think I spent 34 hours uh, before I roll credits. Um, yeah. And, it, which, and it's a little bit... It's one of those games where you finish it and then there's some more stuff to do before you actually roll credits. Like you finish the story... But then it's like, oh, but you've got to do this and this. Basically busy work to get to a certain level and then you can do a certain mission which allows you to roll credits. So, yeah, like it was like 34 hours. Um, 
on the whole, like a good game. Yeah, enjoyed it like uh, all the way through. I thought it was. Um, it never really breaks free of being uh, good because it's a well-made Hogwarts game, which is uh, maybe that's as, as much it needs to do. But it's one of those things. Yeah. that's like it's it doesn't really transcend that. Um, my enjoyment throughout was was mainly you know like this is a very well implemented, fun um, game in that world. Uh, it does kind of get a little bit long in the tooth with certain like enemy types and you're constantly fighting the same sort of three, you know, like humans, um, goblins or spiders. There's a shit ton of fuck. It was like they needed something else. They were like, oh, what's spiders? There are big spiders in the game. It's just... Oh, I hate it, man. E even in Diablo 4, there's one bit where you go through a cave and there's fucking spiders and they have them fucking falling down. I'm like, I don't need that. I don't know. I, I liked I liked fucking grounded where they had a, a spider slider. Oh yeah, spider like an arachnophobia slider, and you could just turn them into clouds. It's like yeah, let's do that. Uh, that was the weirdest thing, but yeah, that was good that they did that. But no, and uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I th it, some people have I've said or reviews I've seen of it sort of say that the the main story is a little bit uh, empty. I I thought it was fine. Like it was it was a Harry Potter kind of story. That's not why I don't think people watch it for the main crux of the story. They watch it for the people, for the magic, for the stuff around it. Like flying around on a griffin is fucking cool. Um, yeah. 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 Jamie? I see, I fell off that game really hard. And when I reflect on it, I wonder if it's because there was no main story to, to have its to have its hooks in me. Mm. The, the main story, I think that for me, it was like, it's similar to like the Harry Potter films. Oh, I, didn't, I never read the books. Whereas it was like the main story... I was never that into. It was there's a thing about a Horcrux and about a dude and some stuff with man. And the, the reason you watch it is because it's like you know, like the little friends going around doing cool stuff and it's all magical and it's. And I had exactly the same opinion of the game. Maybe that's one of the reasons I didn't fall off of it was because I was, you know, I wasn't looking for more of a story. Um, and but I'm sure if some people are looking for more of a story, then maybe they will find it a little bit lackluster. It. I mean, it, it does get a little bit. Um, you've got to want. I suppose if you really want that story to go somewhere and it kind of just it just it's kind of a warm story it never gets really hot it never really kind of grabs you mm. and pulls you in and engages you it's all a bit like this guy's doing this and he's trying to find this old thing and then this person this it's fine it's fine it pushes the story along but for me it was all about uh i enjoyed like the fighting the yeah. wind mechanics and all that stuff was quite cool and yeah when you've but i wonder if they i wonder if they knew that like hey this is a, a power fantasy and in a power fantasy maybe you don't when we have the story being center stage, Do you, one of the problems that that's that's a good point. The only problem that I found was you you never quite get to the pinnacle of that power fantasy it, because it's an RPG game and everything like levels. You never feel mm. that powerful because all of you, if you're fighting, you know, a typical RPG, you're fighting spiders at the beginning with numbers coming out of their heads, and when you're fighting spiders, at the end with numbers coming out of their heads, they're just as difficult. The only difference is this is a level thirty three spider, whereas you were yeah. beginning fighting a level. I would have liked a bit more of the power fantasy thing in there and to have felt a little bit more of that. And they, that kind of dropped the ball a bit for me on that. There was a very cool thing, which I did. So there, there is, they, they also don't go far enough down the route of going like, you can be bad. Like you can actually dictate that you're going to be an evil wizard and you're going to go the dark way. Like if you get the, un the unforgivable curses and use them, nothing happens. Like no one says, <laughs> there, there is a side quest actually that kind of deals with some of that. And there is a one character who's like, I can't believe you've done this, but it is all scripted. Um, in the real world, if you use an unforgivable curse, no one gives a fuck. No one says anything. You don't get sent to um, the, was it Azkaban prison or something? Azkaban, yeah. Um, 
and I actually made the decision yeah. to learn the the killing curse because I was like, it's, no, it's bad, man. I'm, maybe it will do something to my character. It didn't do it. it wouldn't done shit. I should have learned it. But um, I did use it in an arena thing, and actually was it was a shame that I didn't get it because it was one of the coolest things because it does kill anyone. It's and it's got a really slow cooldown, <laughs> and I was like, shit, I should have gone. Would it be if you use it in that arena? Because that arena's against other students, right? So does it just kill a student? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that arena's not. That arena is against... Uh, it's, it's that arena, got bad. So it's against... Um, it's all waves of enemies. that It doesn't have anything effect on the game. I mean, uh, do you do that stupid where you're using your... Like that? Uh, no, you don't say like... <laughs> Uh, Voldemort. That was an on-point fucking... It was good. Uh, yeah, come on. One of the worst is, is, Mark, is it Mark Strong? It's Mark Strong? No, who's the guy who's in it who does the, the dad? Dra Draco's dad. Oh. oh, God, I don't know his name, but yeah, he's one of those dudes that uh, you recognize him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. He does one where he says it to... Is it Harry Potter when he has the... He gives Dobby the sock... I remember in the fit, and, then yeah. he's gonna, and he goes, Aw! and so he like throws it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. Uh, it's like I just smile and nod. Yeah, but no, it's uh, I've I've wanted it to be more like you go fucking evil if you want, and you can do horrible stuff. You can do that, but it just it never quite gets there. But it is cool. Like when you use that 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 death curse, it's quite cool. Yeah, just kill I guess I guess because it's trying to, it, it's got to appeal to all ages, right? They they can't. Maybe they can't go yeah. too far down that route anyway. We need to move on, but can I really quickly give one gripe? It's just because this is the thing that really <laughs> bugged me, and I'm like, they didn't even need to do this. I don't understand. Like, we, well, I've just watched the whole of Psychodicy, so I'm not gonna, I'm not doing that thing I do where I slam like games and say something they should have. It's <laughs> easy when I know it's not easy. You kill loads of people in this game, like shit tons. You're a student. You're 15 years old. You murder goblins, humans, uh, spiders, and other stuff. All the time, but you just use your normal stuff like you damage, damage, damage them until they're dead. Yeah, that makes no sense. It's Jamie's favorite phrase: "Ludo narrative dissonance." You you have a story about a kid who's killing hundreds of people, and it's fine. Whereas in the games, the games, the films, or the books, no one ever kills anyone if they're a student. Like that's that would be a really bad thing, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, and they do this strange thing in the game where they often they constantly say, "Ah, oh, they deserved it," and it's fucking weird, like. Do you think there's, they're trying to do like a Spider-Man or an Arkham thing where they're like, well, you know, those people aren't really dead, right? They're just no. conscious. Because I had this exact conversation with my wife, which is, and I literally said, why don't they done the Batman Arkham or the Spider-Man thing when no one actually dies? Because they could easily have people do that thing where they go and just disappear because they get beaten up too much. They could have, they could have just set that up with the cutscene in the beginning where someone gets bad and then they go, I'm out of here. And they go, bloop. And then anytime yeah. you get someone to that the bottom of the health bar, they go bloop, out of there. But they didn't do that. They you kill them, and I'm like, this, that's they should have fixed that. It's an easy fix. That's anyway. a good sound effect as well, Jonesy. Like uh, I, I, I can picture exactly what you are trying to say there. Thank you. It's good. I like it. Um, um, yeah. Let 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 us let us indeed move on because, like I said, I was playing um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, uh, partly uh, in anticipation of Tears of the Kingdom, and. Uh, as of today, time of streaming slash recording, we were treated to 10 minutes of gameplay uh, supposedly being played by the man A.G. Enuma himself, if you choose to believe it or not. Uh, but there we go. Um, it did show off some things to be seen in the game, 
including the floating islands, how you get up to the floating islands, and some of Link's new abilities. Um, it was interesting. Uh, some of the new abilities that were shown off were um, the fact that Link can now rewind time. So the way that you'd get onto these floating islands is something would fall from the island. You'd go and find what fell. It's like a rock. You stand on the rock. You rewind time, and it just goes exactly, Josie goes <laughs> all the way back up to the top, and then you can glide to the other little islands and explore the islands. And um, the islands are its own little kind of like map and topography. So it's almost going from like basement to ground level, or, or rather ground level to floor one, if that makes sense. Um, they did it in in um, Elden Ring as well. If you go down the Siofa River and then it's kind of, yeah, you are now in the subterranean map. And I guess in this one, it'll be like, yeah, you're in the ground map and then you're in the sky map. Um, it's all pretty cool. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed. They showed Link pick up a stick, hit a enemy for a few times and the stick broke. And I'm like, fucking hell. There we go. There's the, the, the most derided thing from uh, Breath of the Wild. The only thing that I could p potentially take a tick off. But... They did bring it back around. Jamie's kind of giving a bit of a. Well, yeah. Why don't you explain yeah. what happened? Well, well I think they are for. I think they are for. Well, hold on a second. Big, hold, hold on. Sorry, Jamie. Because, Jonesy, you didn't see the 10 minute gameplay, right? I haven't seen it. No, no. Okay. Well, how about this? Let's listen to what Jamie has to say. I, I think. I'm not going to suggest or go so far as to suggest this is like a one to one kind of like answer to people who struggled with that or who didn't like that. But they have come up with an interesting idea that kind of subverts some of the durability mechanics from Breath of the Wild, because Link has a new ability called Fuse that allows him to essentially take... If, Chris, correct me if you've got a different vibe, but like almost any objects in the world, certainly anything that Link can pick up, interact with, or yeah. store in his inventory, and fuse them together. And so yes. the example uh, that is used in, in the demo is the he picks up another version of the branch that just broke earlier in like force wings and stands next to a boulder and fuses the branch with the boulder and now has a makeshift hammer with that boulder shrunk down to size and has a big like stone on the end of that branch and then now has drastically increased durability and so the idea is that you're now able to use this ability fuse to combine these different components to make different kinds of weapons and the implication was that so there are some extremely strong combinations out there of things that maybe aren't that hard to come by, and all of a sudden it's not like, oh, I'm going to keep using this Deku branch because I'm too afraid to use my valuable swords in case I need them. Yeah, yeah. But actually, you, you know, you could there could be hundreds of things that you're comfortable using because there's so many different ways you could combine stuff. It seemed very interesting. That one yeah, it was cool. At one point he had a long stick and a pick. I love that. And combine them together, and it just made the world's longest pitchfork. It was like twenty foot long, and then Link stows it, and it's sitting in his back thing, like poking out like fifteen feet above his head. That's I love that. I I, I thought hate, that was so cool. I hate the uh, how how easily the stuff gets broken, and because I I was exactly that player. Like I didn't use all my cool stuff because I just didn't want to break it. Yeah. So you know, it was well, I, I I I think obviously the the idea of having it having that durability in breath of the wild there was a, there's a game design reason for that right like there's a a game loop reason for that though i if i'm not mistaken they didn't want you to just use one weapon f for the entire game they wanted you to kind of experiment a bit yeah um 
I, they probably went too far. But what I like about this kind of implementation that they've done in this one is they could have just said, all right, fine, you know, we were wrong about the durability thing. We'll just keep it on. But it doesn't solve the issue that they were trying to kind of like improve upon, right? So like, like I want to say their intention was good, but their implementation was bad. Whereas instead of completely backtracking on it, they've kind of said, okay, well, what else can we do to keep that idea of playing around with everything in your disposal? And I think they've come up with a really smart and clever iteration of that. Um, another thing, uh, Josie, that they did is Link attaches a mushroom to his shield, right? And it looks kind of weird and kind of silly, but he holds up his shield and he gets attacked by something and it bursts the mushroom and it makes this like cloud. And then the enemy can't see you and you can go around behind it and do like a backstab. You know, shit like that. They, you could, you could attach an eyeball to an arrow and then all of a sudden you've got homing arrows. Like there's really clever shit like that. And I think one of the things that I loved about Breath of the Wild were the systems that you could play with. Uh, if you look at Breath of the Wild, it's purely like a sandbox kind of thing where you go in and you muck about and they had the famously the alchemy system where, hey, wood burns and water and lightning and all that shit and all the elements. It's just kind of taking that idea of that sandbox thing and yeah. just implementing it and expanding it. And I think it looked fucking great, man. I was, yeah. I was I mean, pleasantly I, surprised about that. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I know you're a little worried. Sorry, Jersey. I was just going to say, Aenum was like closing thoughts and like closing message. What even necessarily about like teasing the size of Hyrule or how much of it you haven't seen before or like the number of mysteries to uncover or even an antagonist. Like his closing words were like, we hope that you watched this demo and have already started thinking about things you're going to make or things you're going to do or what would happen yeah. if I did this. And like, we want you to use your imagination to, like, and like the Christian, you hit the nail on the head. This is a, a, a sequel that is all about, let's take some of that more, uh, you know, emergent gameplay, you know, that people love to call it at the time, take some of that as it was and as, as it was so well executed in Breath of the Wild and let's add more systems to it that just add this just insane degree of flexibility and this real feeling of like like you know, it's going back to like immersive sims and and making them look yeah. dumb in some respects of like <laughs> we want you to look at enemy camp and just think to yourself what am I going to do like there's so many ways I can do or deal with this what am I going to do um and like the ultra hand stuff which I don't know if you want to touch on that but like that looks so cool yeah I'm 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 50 50 with the ultra hand stuff so generally the ultra hand is a new ability that link has where you can take larger objects and combine them together um kind of like kind of like minecrafty esque um and you can basically build vehicles so the example that they had was oh there's a lake and you want to cross the lake but you don't want to swim across it so you want to build a raft so you'd get three big logs and you bash them together and then there's a fan on the floor like ancient technology where you could pick up the fan put it at the back of the um the raft that you've just made and all of a sudden you have like a speedboat it's cool but at the same time i also kind of hate it i think it's rad man like there's another thing you know the other thing makes jonesy where it's a it's a like a square boat with a sail on it um, and four fans on each corner facing downwards, and he jump, he puts in the water and jumps on it, and because it's got a sail, it picks up uh, forward momentum from the wind, and he activates the fans, and it just starts flying, and all of a sudden, he's just on a flying boat, and it's just 
Yeah. I don't know. It, um, it, 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 very... it does add to that idea of like, here are more systems that you can fuck around with. And this game, like, I think just, just purely from that, I think this game's going to be insane. It's as much as I thought Breath of the Wild was like the next leap in gaming. Like, I think this has the, uh, has the, uh, what's the word? All the reason to be just as impactful um, as Breath of the Wild. Having said that, I, I am still apprehensive about all of it because as they yeah. were going through the sky stuff, I was like, I don't want to have to do fucking sky stuff as well as like <laughs> ground stuff. And it's just much. That's, that's the uh, the thing I'd say is there was also a part of me that I don't know if this is kind of what you were saying as well, Chris, but I like, was watching this was like, I also don't know if I want to play more Breath of the Wild right now. Like I, I, I played 15 minutes of it on an emulator like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that game. Like, I don't know if I need another adventure like that, especially if ground level Hyrule is, let's say, even 50% the same. I'll be like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. This, this, I, find that, out. I find the conversation about like, Legends of Zelda so interesting because it, it is, there's, on one hand, people say it is the best open world game ever. It's so fantastic. It's the greatest thing ever. But then often the conversation gets back to, yeah, but I don't really want to play any more of it if it's going to be the same as it was. And it's like, yeah, I I and the, I totally agree with one of those perspectives. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I I played a lot of it, and I, and I I did like a, I liked a lot of it. I liked so like the animation style, I liked the look of it, and like, but then half of it I just got so bored with, and, it, and like I don't want to fight cartoon Pokemon monsters by the side of a river for like 25 hours. I, and I don't You're want to be cold and have to eat a chili soup to keep myself. Like none of that stuff made me kind of just like eating just like like Jonesy just like just like eating a peach. I could do this for hours. No, but you couldn't. You couldn't. And Jamie just like Jamie was like he doesn't know if he wants to do anymore. And you were saying like you picked it up because you were thinking about you. You haven't finished it yet. And you were saying like you think you want to. Yeah. Well, so so that it's a it's a weird game, man. Like it's it's very 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 good. But it's almost like something that's really good. But then people are like it is really good. I know it's really good, but I don't really want to play it. And like well, no, more and more of it. So I, not I, not in the first instance. Like more of it. No, but I I think I think that's I think that's you. Um, and I I think well, you, I think, you were apprehensive about the about. Uh, I I, he, I am, yeah. but but you got to like there, there is a reason, and that's because I've said it before on this podcast. Like I have a love hate relationship with Zelda as a series, and that I like a lot of them, and a lot of them I fall off really quickly because it's like I I don't like the big dungeon puzzles that are found in mainline Zelda titles. I just don't like it. But then what happened in Breath of the Wild is they're like, well, fuck it, we're not going to have that. We're just going to be this open world that you can fuck around in. And I absolutely fucking loved it. Um, and the reason that... I don't even know like, if I can categorically say the reason why I stopped playing Breath of the Wild, but I loved it so much I didn't want it to end, and so I didn't end it. Yeah. But then by doing that, I did, in effect, end it because I just didn't play it anymore. Um, but then playing back, I'm like, yeah, playing it again now and going to Hyrule Castle, etc. I'm like, I do fucking love this game. And if I want to play more of this game, I can just finish this one. And then if I really want more, I could get the DLC, right? And then if I really want more, I could jump into this sequel. I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to finish the base game and then just get into the sequel. Um, yeah. But yeah, like... I, I, I think from this this gameplay that they were showing off, like I think I think it was brilliant that they did it the way they did. They're like, these are the islands, so that's like a gameplay 
a, a world-based element. And then these are the different um, skills that are new to the game, which opens up the possibilities. But what it didn't show me is like, hey, are there going to be big dungeons? Are they just going to go the shrine route? Or is it going to be something in the middle? Or are they going to do like an Elden Ring thing where they're going to have like legacy dungeons and and smaller dungeons, etc. There's a lot I just don't know about this game. Um, but I think I think I will... I did have it on pre-order and I cancelled it and I think I might just pre-order it again. I don't know. We'll see. You know, the other thing we don't know that I am sort of like you know, rocking back and forth on as I weigh up whether I'd actually purchase this game day one is... Yeah. Is there going to be a sharper, higher resolution, more stable version of this game available on another platform within your console? Yeah, let's say fourteen months. Yeah, I'm going to out, and I've got a feeling the answer is yes, and I've got a feeling I might enjoy it more if I a wait longer and like build up some of that excitement and anticipation, and b like use it as a way to introduce myself to a new platform, which is what helped me fall in love with. Both yeah. Breath of the Wild and the Switch first time around was they were like a package deal. I remember taking a picture of my Twitch um and sending it to Chris on like the first weekend it arrived, playing Breath of the Wild, still on the plateau and being like, This is it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I suppose the, the thing the thing I'm I'm interested to know, and it it'll be tricky this is the only thing I sort of lament as well, is it's gonna be tricky to find reviews which seem I think, which seem kind of like for the for <sighs> You're trying to say impartial, but not in like a bias, like no, because I don't mean I don't mean impartial, because I think I think they'll be impartial, but I think it's hard to get away from if there's certain things people really like, and you know you don't like those things. I don't mean impartial as in that those people are wrong, for right, or, good. right? I mean people that kind of feel the same way I do in the sense of they're not as into those certain things. Do you see what I mean? You must want someone who's not into that, into Zelda, to review it and go because yeah. I, I, when I hear like this stuff that they've added into this the new one. I'm like the, the, what I wanted them to do is not add in more stuff that make that lets me run around in the open world for longer. I want them to add in like get rid of some of that stuff and get more into like of a story led like more of a linear experience, which is not and you know it's not. I'd say it's a yeah. massive open world game. But I don't think I want but, any more of that, and I don't want to be like oh I can spend longer fusing stuff together and making weird constructions and like doing yeah. So. I, I like that's 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 a valid point. I don't think you'll get the story element per se. Um, if if it follows the Breath of the Wild kind of slant, the story element is there, but it is very much kind of like it's not it's not super deep. You know, yeah. it's like surface level stuff. Um, it does seem that this one has more going for it story wise. Um, but I think I, I think what I need for this to properly solidified itself to me is the thing that I loved about Breath of the Wild was the surprising nature of exploration and finding all these different things and then like Jamie says like if the world is 50% the same that might not cut it right you know um, I, I don't necessarily want to be in the sky discovering all that shit per se because that just adds in a traversal another traversal handicap which i'm not interested in um but I'm, I, I might be wrong um but yeah like because there like i've got so many good fucking gaming memories of like coming across a massive maze and like oh my god or uh washing up on eventide island and all of a sudden you've gotten zero gear or the first time i saw a fucking dragon in the sky or a glowing bunny on a on a mountaintop you know a, a skeleton horse it's like fuck those those are the things that like 
have imprinted on me. And I just want, as long as it's got more of that in like fucking bucket loads, then I'm sold. I th- I th- I've got a feeling that they've got trick ups and tricks up their sleeve, right? Oh, like, it's, they it's must, Nintendo in itself. That's the thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. I would be I would be absolutely amazed if they effectively phone it in and they put out a slight rehash of Breath of the Wild. It's not going to happen. They, they wouldn't risk it. Like Nintendo just don't operate that way. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas, let's let's move on. I'm going to do one more news item because we are kind of running out of time here. Um, hey, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but a while back we we were talking about uh, Counter Strike Two and how Counter Strike Two will never come out. It'll more be like. Can't, uh, CSGO Source 2 or Counter-Strike Source 2. Guess what, fellas? Counter-Strike 2. It, it's it's a thing. They've done it. Yeah. The Mad Men. They've fucking gone for it. Um, yeah, Valve has uh, officially released another game, which is incredible to think of. Like, what is this? this is, I'm, I'm living in a simulation. <laughs> um, so they have announced Counter-Strike 2. Uh, you know, clearly they didn't take the memo from Overwatch 2 that you just shouldn't call things 2 with an iterative change. But Whatever. Um, it seems that Counter-Strike people are really excited by this change. Uh, you know, it's it's not just the new engine and all the possibilities there, but one of the things that we said is the only way that they would be able to get away with it is porting all of those skins over to the new whatever version of Counter-Strike it would be. And that's exactly what they've done. And not only have they ported them over, they've cleaned up the textures, they've upraised everything, so they've got the economy people happy. They've got the gameplay side of people happy because they've got what they're calling tickless servers where it's just constantly checking your position against other people's position and what you see in the game is what is happening regardless of which side of the server you're on. Um, apparently, there's been a change to um, smoke that everyone really likes. Oh, you see and the it's po- I, it is pretty sick, though. It is yeah, cool. It's, it's kind of cool, yeah. Uh, so I, I, Jonesy's giving a bit of a blank stare, so I'll, I'll kind of fill you in, Jonesy. Uh, before, I think, like, the smoke that was used was basically just like, it was like a decal or some shit like that. Like, it wasn't a, a proper volumetric, like, mass. Right. But now it is. Three layers of uh, 2D smoke, just like. Yeah, whatever it is. Or, yeah, 3Ds, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but now it's all volumetric. And so um, it will occupy, it'll be confined to any space. So if you... If there's a tunnel and you drop the smoke in the tunnel, it'll only be confined into that tunnel rather than being like, no, a, a cloud is this big and that's how big it's <laughs> going to be regardless of where it is. Um, but also, because it's all volumetric, what you can do is you can shoot through the smoke. Your bullet trails will clear out little windows of the smoke before the smoke fills back in. Or you could lob a grenade and that lobbing of grenade and the uh, uh, explosion of that will disperse the smoke. And then the smoke will slowly like come back in. It's very clever. Like how the shit can like, they render that in real time? Like by making everything by making everything else look average. Stand <laughs> back, I'm joking. <laughs> but that's right. like like Counter Strike. It's not gonna, you know, it's not trying to be anything. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Like everything needs to be like well understood, right? Because you. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it's fucking flick gaming, isn't it? So yeah, it's far more about like legibility and 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 transparency for one of a better way of putting it than than it is about you know extreme high levels of detail or obnoxiously large textures <laughs> yeah um but yeah it looks cool like currently it's on a limited test for select csgo players um and eventually i think i don't remember the time they said like later on this year they're going to do a full release 
Uh, I think it'll it's be free for summer. Yeah, it'll be free for anyone who owns CSGO. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do beyond that if you got to pay for it or they're going to keep it free, etc. Because let's be honest, Counter-Strike makes a lot of money. And not only that, I think Counter-Strike is really good for esports as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not really a Counter-Strike person, but I'm I'm amped that this exists. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for Counter-Strike people and... Um, uh, I, I, I guess it's just, it's interesting to see Valve kind of semi get back into the world of like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird step for them because they're doing something that doesn't that feel that unfamiliar for them, which is that they're kind of like taking a very popular game and they're updating it and they're updating the technology and doing lots of stuff under the hood more so perhaps than over the hood. But the thing that they're doing that is unusual for them is they're saying, "Oh yeah, we're calling this as a new product, and we're putting a new number on it." Mm. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that. I'm not going to do the whole they're turning over a new leaf conversation all over again. Nah. Yeah, if even if this ends up being a thing that just generates the money that allows one intern to continue writing new drafts for <laughs> something from, you know, like the the narrative department at um at Valve, then then I'm yeah, then so be it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like they, they, you know, they, they're doing other stuff. They're remaking some maps. They're giving some other maps um, a little bit extra love. They're keeping certain maps the same. Um, but really, what it's about by moving it over to a new server is setting it up for the next. I mean, I how fucking old is CS:GO at this point? Like, it's surely like sixteen years. Yeah, because yes. there was a con- there was a console version as well that, and I think that was the Xbox 360 era, and it just got right. abandoned at that. Not it's bad. Pretty amazing. Okay, when you yeah. think of it like that. When you think of it, it's, it's often you, in gaming, it's always like the next big thing. But actually, when you think of it in that sense, it's kind of insane. Like, yeah. So um, it came out in 2012, uh, CS:GO. Um, so 11 years, it's kind of mad. Yeah. Um, and uh, since the announcement of uh, can't strike two. Uh, they've been having like breaking records for peak concurrence. Like it's it's crazy. Um, yeah. Streamers can do a lot for a game, and it's crazy to think that like when when CS:GO launched, like fucking streaming wasn't a thing. Esports was like very wow. Yeah. Probably wasn't a thing either. You know what I mean? Like like obviously esports has always been a thing as long as there's been competitive lobbies. But you get what I'm saying? Like the AA kind of like mainstream. The way that kind it of thing. today. Um, Classy Cat asking the important question, do you think with these changes it justifies the addition of the two? Is it an iteration or is it a sequel? Um, I think we, we, can't, we can't discount the fact... Uh, you can't discount what a new engine brings to a game, even if it looks on the surface exactly the same, right? Agreed, um, yeah. yeah. Just... Did I need to call it 2.2? I don't know. I, I would have preferred 2.0. Kind of goes with that kind of strike 1.6 vibe you know but yeah, I, I, whatever. I think to call, could call it like 2.0 or 2.2 or to have another word in all, all global offensive tool and stuff like that. there's a lot of i don't know I, I think there's an element of if you're building a game to be a platform for the future there must be something nice and cathartic about having it be as clean and as like leveled off as it possibly can be both from sort of like an ocd pers- perspective but also just in, in terms of welcoming new players like, and I think there are going to be people out there who are like, oh, Counter-Strike 2, I could get involved in that. Like, I've always wondered what Counter-Strike's about, and that sounds more appealing than a lot of the alternatives. Like, even Counter-Strike Go, you're kind of like, well, what, what's the Go? I know what Counter-Strike is. What, where does, well, what's Global Effect? Uh, okay, what, it came out 11 years ago? But this is just like this 
It's a really good point, actually. Yeah, it, it almost gives you a, uh, a psychological gap whereby people can come on board who maybe haven't done yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think internally and externally, there's a lot of benefit to something as clean as a product called Counter Strike Two, like drop the the, you know, yeah. kind of move. It's just like the Facebook. Yeah, like everyone, will, everyone will appreciate it. It's just it's cleaner. We'll do it. We'll draw a line under it, and we've got one, you know clean nice sounding thing to to rally around for indefinitely okay so so this is crazy okay so csgo according to steam charts um launched in july 2012 okay mm -hmm. and in that month they had peak concurrence of 1642 players okay this past month so the past 30 days they have had the highest average players they've ever had in this lifespan and the highest peak players they've ever had in this lifespan in 11 year, year old game so 840,000 average players peak concurrence 1 1 sorry 1,519,157 1 thing that did one thing that did help them was they think they said Oh, find out if you're eligible to play Counter Strike Two by logging <laughs> into Counter Strike Go. Right? Yeah. Yep. Hey. Uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting to talk about like those plat like, games as a platform. Um, I because of the um, uh, Epic uh, little showcase where they talked about the Fortnite uh, game editor. Yeah. Yeah, that's what pretty sick. Yeah. Real Fortnite editor or something. Um, I downloaded it and I actually had to re-download Fortnite to do it, and I actually hopped into Fortnite and I had a look at. You know, because there's a lot of changes going on for Fortnite. And one of the things I thought with that was it, that is now more like a platform for like, you know, mods and different types. And people have made completely different things using the, um, the Fortnite sort of engine editor, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this this idea of games becoming bigger than they are, bigger than the original game, just being like platforms within and of themselves is, yeah, it definitely seems like something that's, that's coming um, in a big way. But yeah, interesting Ooh. future interesting feature for games man and, and we're here to savor it exciting well, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm here to to well, have you on as a guest to discuss it the next of the when um everywhere comes out fuck yeah yeah it's it's all these fucking it's it's the real implementation of metaverse right like fucking roblox fortnite everywhere eventually i guess as far um, as i'm concerned roblox is already going to win because i watched a, a, a virtual ice spice take part in a uh a dance contest the other week and i don't see how any of these other games are going to top that so fair enough yeah was but, it Ro Ro um, roblox is so fun. my kids play that and it is like so shit <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta be careful with the shit they're doing on there bro i've seen some stuff oh i i my boy <laughs> my four-year-old he's so cute he'll go i can't play this can i and they'll be like, what is it? Like he's, he's sat there on his, his the iPad. He went, I can't play this one, can I? And it'll, it'll be some horrendously like evil looking, I didn't like car with a horror face and like blood coming out of his mouth. And I'll be like, no, dude, you can't play that. And he's like, yeah, I didn't think I, I was like, he, you know, he was just going to click. Self-regulating. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, right. Well, fellas, I think that's, uh, that's us for this, uh, this stream, this recording, this podcast. Um, I do want to say I probably will be on the next podcast, which would be my final one, um, in unless I have a drastic change of heart. Um, we'll see how things go. <laughs> um, but 
fellas uh thank you so much for being on the podcast with me obviously and you know what thank you for three years of bliss it's been a happy marriage um and uh i'm looking forward to the divorce and uh being in the bahamas and having a midlife crisis and buying myself a porsche i fucking wish i could afford a porsche but there you go um yeah it's it's been wild and obviously i'll see you on the next podcast uh and we'll still be chatting etc yeah. here and there um and yeah, what else is there left to say except for see ya? I'll be the same.